everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. This podcast focuses on the central union between man and woman, marriage. That's right. The joining of man and woman and the becoming of one flesh. Our goal here is to help young men find the right girl to marry, do the right things to get her to marry him, and also live a life worth living so that she stays married to him. Having a marriage that is fruitful, that brings many children, and that does good in the world. That's our goal here, is to help young men do that. Today, I've got a solo episode. Um, it's just going to be kind of a short little episode, as they always are, or at least I say that, and they turn into a 45 minutes of me talking, uh, and I never bring enough water to these episodes when it's only me. But anyway, um, it's going to be a quick little episode, just me uh, talking about something that I've kind of noticed that I've observed um, in my years of being with, uh, my wife and being actually married. Uh, this, this concept goes probably for anybody in any relationship, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and we'll talk about the kind of nuances that as you grow with trust with one another, um, how this stuff changes, but that concept, uh, right now I've got it is, uh, being a team socially, going to social events and going out, hanging out with one another and being a team. Um, That's kind of the idea here. And I want to start with, you know, why, why it's important to, to behave like a team. And what I'm really talking about, what I'm talking about is you go to the function as the kids call it these days, the function, Uh, you show up at the function with your significant other. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's awkward Uh, between the two of you because the two of you are are different socially or maybe you're the same socially and you butt heads you know fighting for attention in the room and you know part of learning your partner is to go to these functions and to see how they interact with your friends and to 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 see how they interact period Uh, see if they're going to cling all over you see if they're going to give you a little bit of room see if they give you too much room and they go start flirting with all the dudes uh, the, these functions are really, really good, and they should be seen as tools, especially for people uh, in new relationships. And as that, um, so let's let's talk about using these functions as tools in new relationships. Um, I am a big, big believer in making sure that your significant other uh, fits in with your friend group, but also. Um, is complementary to the friend group, not one and the same. Your your significant other should um, come into the friend group, hopefully be able to to laugh, be able to jive, um, pick up on the jokes, or you know at the very least uh, enjoy themselves. Uh, it, it's it's pretty important because you like these people, and now I'm going to assume that all of you have good and wholesome friends that are good for you, um, good friends that. And these are, these are the, the functions that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your functions where you go out and uh, you go to the bars and everybody's getting hammered and fighting until 2 to 3 in the morning and then everybody's driving home drunk. These are not the functions I'm talking about. You shouldn't be going to those in the first place. I'm talking about the functions with your truest friends where we're all decent people here. And yes, you can go drink. We're going to talk about alcohol, stuff like that. Um, there's been many a, many a nights that... Um, were drank away at my house. Uh, so I'm not just, you know, violently against drinking uh, or getting blasted, you know, especially with a significant other around. You should do it responsibly. Um, I waited until I could do it responsibly to start drinking. Uh, I don't think it's a good thing, and I don't really do it near as often as what I used to, but that's that's not the point. I'm not going to tell you don't take your significant other to go out and drinking. I'm not going to tell you to not do that. Um, I think it's it's decent. You should see how they handle their alcohol. Actually, one of our uh, one of our points is substance abuse, um, and so you know, ask them first. Obviously, are you a previous alcoholic? Or do you have any issues with alcohol? Uh, but if it's not discussed, you know, yeah, go to a party with alcohol and um, see how they handle it. If they just fly off the absolute handle. Uh, maybe you, you don't pursue that relationship. Maybe you do and just know that you need to work on it. Um, it, it's, it's a tool to go to these functions and to introduce, um, new scenarios with your significant other. So let's, let's talk about how that can be used as a tool. Um, you know, with me, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know. I didn't have much experience in the dating phase of, of using, you know, my friends and functions as a tool to see whether the the relationship was going to be good or not. 
um, I didn't really have that. Uh, we started dating young enough to where, um, you know, I really don't know how I have any friends now. Um, I think somebody pays them, but uh, I really didn't have that many friends back when I was 15 or 16. Uh, I think I started dating DLN at 16. So, you know, 16 to 18, I really didn't have a lot of friends. Even through college, I just didn't have a ton of really great friends. Uh, only now have I built a really, really good circle around me with just true, awesome, good friends that, that know what they're talking about. And that if I were dating right now, they would definitely have to meet their criteria to a certain extent, you know, and, you know, for, for people that care about you, sometimes it's never going to be good enough. Um, I have been known to find all the problems in my, uh, friends, significant others, and to, to, to see them and not give them enough credit. So I'm example a for take everything with a grain of salt, but you know, I've never dated somebody uh, and and had had to get friend input. But what I have done is I have seen a lot of my friends uh, bring girls to functions uh, where they did not jive, and where it was almost immediate, not just from me, but from other people in the friend group of uh, brother, what are you doing? And I've seen it happen multiple times. I've seen it happen to the same guy with different girls. I've seen it happen to different guys with the same girl. I've, I've seen it happen. Um, and it's always kind of awkward. And it's always, you know, from a friend's point of view, um, only now have I kind of adopted the idea that, you know, hey, whatever, she's got a lot of stuff wrong. Instead of instead of trying to break up the relationship, let's let's help them get married quicker and have these conversations and work through the problems instead of telling my buddy, Oh dude, she's awful for you. Um, you know, if she's awful for you, uh, don't, don't, don't pursue that. I think that if you were going to try to meet all of your friends criteria, uh, to perfection, you know, I don't think you would ever find anybody that's good enough for you. And that's the way it should be. Your friends should be looking out for you to that level, but also, take it with a grain of salt, know that there's some things that you have to work through and know that if your friends point out problems and they say, Oh man, I don't think you should, uh, you should date her because of this. Maybe they're right. You know, like I said, if she's got a drug problem, if you've already used our criteria to determine if, if they're dateable, um, you know, and they bring up some other pieces of that criteria and let's say religion, they say, well, you know, she's like a Satanist or something like that. Well, you might want to back up a little bit. You might want to be like, eh, never mind. Um, but if, you know, let's say one of our criteria is money, let's say your friend brings it up and he's like, bro, I've seen her absolutely blowing cash. Uh, she doesn't have any money. She asked my friend for money last week, you know, um, maybe that's not something to break up over, but maybe that's something that you really, really need to focus on is what are her priorities with money? Um, so we're going to, we're going to do that a little bit, take things with a grain of salt, but also take your friend's recommendations very, very seriously. Uh, again, I've never had to do that. I, I can only imagine that it's difficult. Uh, and this is kind of a recent, with a little bit of maturity on my end, with a little, a lot of reading Jocko and a lot of listening to other people, um, I've started to, to have a little bit more empathy for the person on the other side that's actually in the relationship. That's, uh, you know, what Jocko would call in the trenches fighting. Um, he's they're, they're too close to the problem to really see a lot of it. And you're never going to... Um, they're, you're never going to get through to them because they're probably immediately going to be pretty defensive about it because they're in the relationship, you're not. Uh, and so for guys that are trying to get into relationships, remember that, that you're going to have an immediate defense factor of, hey, you don't know this girl. You don't know her like I do. You don't know her like I do, bro. You don't know. You don't know, man. Um, you know, you're going to get defensive. Uh, let's, let's try not to do that. I know it's difficult. And again, take your buddy's advice with a grain of salt. It's never going to be good enough, but if they bring up an issue to her, uh, if you, if they bring up an issue about her, uh, here's the deal. They're not emotionally attached and that's the good thing. Um, they're not out there, uh, you know, uh, hugging and kissing, um, and having sweet conversations with this girl. Uh, they're, uh, they're on the outside for on the outside looking in and, you know, Jealousy is bad. Jealousy can bring out a lot of things 
about, but you know, maybe, maybe there's a hint of jealousy in, in your friend group and, um, maybe they are going to be able to see problems that you, that you just can't because they're actually looking for them. So take it with a grain of salt. Don't dismiss anything that they say, uh, unless it's just like wild false accusations. I, I mean, I get that, but still, uh, take everything seriously and take it with a grain of salt and actually analyze it. And remember that you may be too close to the problem, uh, to see. And I, there is one really, <laughs> it, it, it was, it was pretty egregious, uh, that, you know, my buddy, um, he was dating this girl and, and we've talked about it and he knows that it was a big mistake and I don't want to harp on him too bad. I, uh, hell, I don't even think he listens to the episode, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, but it was just really egregious. I mean, everybody in the friend group was like, brother, what are you doing? Like, why would you, why would you do this, man? This girl's going to take all your money. She's absolutely crazy. And she doesn't like anybody in your friend group. Like she's not a fan of anybody in your friend group. And we had all been friends for three to four years at this point, I think. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was pretty egregious. And, and to be honest, and he's admitted this too, he was just blind. I mean, he was really just blind, didn't want to take no to an answer. He was trying to be an independent person, thought that we were all being kind of Debbie Downers. And then eventually, um, I, I won't, I won't say his business, but the way it kind of ended was, was pretty wild. Cause I mean, she was pretty crazy. Um, and you know, we've laughed about it, you know, then I haven't really always wanted to say, I told you so, but he knows. Um, and everybody else in the friend group was like, brother, what are you doing? So that's an, that's a case of where he should have, there was too much salt. He was taking with too much of a grain of assault. Uh, he was really not, he wasn't listening. Um, he was ignoring everything that we had said. Uh, and you know, he, I, I hate to say wasted because he learned a, he learned an experience, but you know, it was, I think it was like a year and a half to two years or something like that of just, um, and I may be way overestimating that it may have only been like a year, but, uh, of, of not a fruitful relationship. Um, and luckily he stopped before anything got too deep. Uh, you know, I've also, I've also got a friend that, uh, he dated this girl and you know, if he would have, if he would have listened to everything he, that we said, he would never have talked to her again. Um, you know, never had her around. And the more that we, that we come around them, the more that we listen to them, the more that we talk to them, the more we're like, damn, she might actually be pretty good for him. Uh, you know, when we, when we have conversations with them, we're, we're looking at her and we're like, Oh, you know, you're, you're keeping this dude in line and, and, uh, it may actually be a pretty fruitful relationship. So there's one where we're actually pretty happy of, of his independence and, and willingness to stick it out, uh, and not, you know, not do everything that we said. And, you know, what I'd like to think is that he took some of the things that we said to heart and addressed them with, with her, or at least addressed them with himself and, and marked them as categories of, Hey, um, this is what I need to, to watch out for. This is what I need to be doing better, uh, and made it happen. And now, you know, it seems like they've got a pretty decent relationship. That's, that's healthy for the both of them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, I've got another buddy who he's been with his girlfriend for a long time. And I think he's really towed that line. Uh, I think that there's times to where if he's, if he did everything I said, um, maybe it, it was not a good, good deal. If he took me, uh, seriously on everything that I said and, and maybe either broke up with her or whatever. I don't think I ever advocated them breaking up, but, um, if he took every issue that I, that I talked about, um, as serious as what I meant it, uh, it probably would have been a little bit too far. I was looking out for him a little bit too much. Uh, and then there's, there's some areas to where I think he has taken what we've all said to heart and, uh, made some modifications in his relationship and, and talked with his girlfriend and said, um, Hey man, you know, not Hey man, uh, Hey girl, uh, this is, we need to work on this. I, I need to do something different here if we're going to continue the relationship. And so he's really, really towed that line. They've got a really good relationship and, um, we're excited for them, uh, and their future. So, um, I've seen it, I've seen it go all different ways and I've seen the necessity, uh, to use these social interactions as a measuring stick. Um, so let's talk about that. That's why you need to get them around your friends. And that's why you need to take your friends seriously. And that's why you need to be paying attention at these social interactions. Uh, you need to be eliciting feet. Is it eliciting? It's the opposite of soliciting. I think eliciting feedback, uh, from your friends and say, Hey, what do you think about this girl? Really tell me honestly what you think about this girl. Um, and, and things like that. 
so when you walk into these social functions, uh, that's what we're going to do in the very beginning is we're going to, we're going to use them as kind of a test. Now I, I hesitate to say that because that can be taken way too far where, you know, it turns into almost like a hazing ordeal. Uh, and that's, that's not really great, but it does, you need to be looking for, for that. And you know, your friends, I, I'm notorious for being like, yeah, bring her over. We'll test her out. You know, we'll, we'll give her some hell. And, and I'm a lot better than what I used to be. Uh, but you know, we do, we do make sure that we're doing right by our friends and we, we don't curtail ourselves. Um, you know, we don't stray away from conversations just because we've got a new girl here. Uh, we don't refrain from making certain jokes just because we've got a new girl here. Uh, we don't do that. We really don't. And I think that we owe it to our friends to be ourselves, uh, when they bring around new people so that they see what our friend group is really like. Um, you know, a really cool example is the same buddy that I was telling you that had an absolutely disaster, uh, relationship. Uh, he brought his girlfriend over, uh, and it was awesome. I mean, we, we absolutely loved her. She loved us. Uh, we were ourselves. She, she said it was refreshing. Um, she really opened up. She said that we were her favorite, favorite friend group out of all, out of all of his friend groups. And it was awesome. I mean, it was really, really cool. Um, we really, I think, um, made a good impression on her and you know you know me I'm the guy that talks about hard things we had some hard conversations and they, and they were able to talk about things that um, I know they had already talked about but maybe not at the depth and maybe not with a moderator um, kind of like you know talking with Dylan and I um, so it was overall really really good and you know that guy he learned um, he learned from his last experience that uh, you know you might want to listen to your friends um, for, for how to, how to address some of the issues in the relationship and what issues there are. And he learned and he brought her down and, and we had a, we had an amazing time. She was really, really cool. Um, and even that, after that, we talked about that and I told him, I said, these are the things that I see. Um, I think that, you know, if she goes this way, then you're, you're going to be in for a lot of pain. And then in order to make sure this relationship goes well, you're going to have to clear this, this, and this up. And a lot of it was on him. I said, you're going to have to do better in this area. You're going to have to do better in this area. Um, and I gave him my thoughts and, and he appreciated that. And I do the same with him, you know, on finances or whatever, the, whatever the hell I need help with. But regardless, um, the, that's why you need to use these social interactions as tools. That's why you need to see them as valuable. Uh, take them all with a grain of salt and never I really, yes, there are some egregious circumstances. I'm not operating in the margins where, uh, your buddy comes up and, and tells you all the bad rumors that he's heard about this girl. Um, rumors and gossip uh, don't exactly qualify unless there's a lot of good evidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they've got, if you've been dating for six months and they're like, bro, we just saw her, um, you know, going into her apartment with this dude, you might want to check that out. Those things should be taken seriously, but gossip of, oh dude, I heard her body count was this or, oh bro, she was all over this girl, to, you know, or all over this guy two months ago. She was all over the girl. That's the, you, you might want to tune in, but, uh, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, she was all over this guy like two months ago, um, at this party and, and all of that, all the, all of the white noise and, and fuzz, uh, the static, you can, you can just, all that bullshit, you can kind of push away. Uh, but really do take, take the important stuff to heart and try to sift out, um, who, or try to sift out your, your, your commentary, your feedback and, and apply it, um, decently. So, Next, you've been in the relationship for a few years. She gets along with your friends uh, for the most part. Hopefully, maybe you're married by then, um, but you're established. You're an established couple. You're starting to hang out around new friends. You're starting to get into new friend groups. Your other friends are bringing, bringing girlfriends around. This is where you need to transition. Once you know this girl is down for it, once you know that uh, you're, you're locked in with this girl and, and you're ready to become one flesh. Um, this is where you need to start transitioning into going to into these social organ, uh, social functions as a team. And that's really what the bulk of the conversation is about today is approaching these social functions as a team. Um, you know, one thing that, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of couples end up fighting about, uh, I don't think it really ever leads to much divorce. It can, but I definitely think it leads to a lot of petty fights that don't need to happen. Uh, is, is lack of communication in some of these social circumstances. Uh, you know, I've got a few categories here. Um, I've got alcohol, uh, alcohol, leaving, um, alcohol, leaving, reading the room, stuff like that. So um, one of the things that I, I kind of want to um, 
I, I kind of want to talk about is these social functions. Uh, when you start to become a team with your significant other in these social functions, you need to start listening to them about these social functions. Let's say that you organize it, and let's say that there's a certain couple of people that they don't really like to have around. Um, it, it, it goes from every, everything from who you invite to how you run the party, uh, if you're going to somebody else's party, who we're going to try to not really sit around, who we're going to sit around, who we're going to not really engage with. Um, listen to their social dynamics and don't just be like, well, I've had this buddy for 35 years. Okay, well, you're a team with her now. And maybe your buddy is a little bit obnoxious. Maybe he's a little rude to her. Uh, so maybe you need to watch out for that. Um, start listening to them about what they feel in social situations and who they want around. Uh, the next thing and probably a little bit more of an important thing is 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 talk about uh, the dynamic. You know, Dylan and I are completely different. Dylan and I is very, very introverted at parties. Uh, she likes to sit back and she likes to watch me be an extrovert. Well, the problem with that is a lot of times that means she clings to me at parties sometimes. At social functions, she'll, she'll, uh, she'll stay around me, um, especially if she doesn't know anybody there. It's right by my side. 24 7 and sometimes i'm just not okay with that sometimes i want to go have a conversation with the boys all right um i want to yuck it up with the boys okay that's what i want to do that's what i'm here to do we're at a frat party i'm gonna yuck it up with the boys okay that's what i'm gonna do um so i don't need her right there next to me well the problem is she didn't have any friends um, she didn't have any friends. And so what it came down to is we weren't a team talking about these things. I said, I'm going to go to the party and you're going to do whatever you're going to do. And I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. Don't hang on. Don't hang around me the whole time. Um, go make some new friends. I expected her to be like me and that's not the way she is. And so what that turned into is, okay, well, uh, maybe this party, you stay home and do your coloring book. You know, everybody there, uh, you know, um, you're not really super excited about going. You don't really have any woman friends there. Uh, why don't you just stay here in color and I'll go to the party. And if I need a ride, I'll call you. Uh, we've done that before. That's sometimes good. That's sometimes not good. Um, sometimes you want to present a united front, not a split front. Uh, if she wants alone time, go yuck it up with the boys at the party. Okay. Uh, if she doesn't want alone time, take her with you and put up, you know, involve her in the conversations. Um, maybe you help her make some new friends. Don't be obvious about it. Don't be like, here, here's my wife. Will you watch her? Um, no, don't do that. But maybe you start talking to a little bit more of the women with your wife there and being like, oh, you know, help her grease those social wheels, find things that they have in common. Oh, you like children? Well, my wife works with children. And then eventually they're going to start talking. Um, do a little bit of that and understand that she is completely different. Understand which social types you are. And if you're the same, understand that you may need to step back for a little bit. If your wife likes to be the, the life of the party, um, if you're like, I was going to make a really bad joke, but if your wife likes to be the life of the party, uh, then, then let her go do her thing, you know, step back a little bit, take that ego hit, let her make some of the jokes. Uh, and then, you know, tell her, Hey, look, I don't like it when you step on me. Let's, let's, as a couple be the life of the party. Um, you know, maybe you let her go make some friends and then you be the introvert and have a conversation, pick a dude out that, that maybe is an introvert. Uh, and since you're an extrovert, go talk to him a little bit. Um, let her go be all the party and, and play the beer pong and, um, make everybody laugh. And, uh, and you go find the, the introvert that's standing in the corner and be like, Hey man, what's up? You know, and, and talk to him and make him feel welcome. Uh, instead of constantly butting heads. So understand what type of person they are, how they like to be socially and discuss this beforehand. Um, I, I would say discuss that beforehand. Uh, the other thing that we're going to talk about is alcohol. Um, if you're going to a function with alcohol, uh, especially at younger ages, there's going to be pressure to drink. And me, I am, I am not, uh, I am a, a I, I do this. Let me put it that way. Um, I'll tell my buddies, bro, you need to drink. You know, like we're, we're here to drink. Let's drink. You know, you're here to drink with me. Go have you another one. You've got it. Obviously, I don't push them to drink and drive. And um, if they're really at their limit, that's fine. But there is some social pressure to drink. Uh, and, and there's a lot of it. Um, especially when you're somebody like me to where it's it's very clear that you know, I make a lot of decisions and I lead a lot and Dion's really quiet. Uh, and so I speak for her a lot because she doesn't like to speak. <laughs> and so, um, it could come off as very controlling on my end as in I'm controlling from the start. 
Uh, and you know, maybe I am, maybe, maybe that's something I need to work on. Uh, but Dylan's pretty happy with it and, uh, we discuss it beforehand. And so, um, but anyway, that's, that's how I'm perceived is that maybe I'm, I'm a little bit controlling and the people that really know us really know that I'm, I'm not, uh, but some people may already see it that way. And so when Dylan starts to have fun, uh, there's a little bit of pressure for her to drink more. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm the one that's been drinking and she's always had to, to not drink and, and drive me home. So maybe when some of our friends see her drinking, they're going to be like, drink, 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 drink. Well, what they don't know is that Dylan gets a whiff of alcohol and she's instantly impossible to be around. Um, she's really annoying and she can't handle her alcohol. Uh, she has a good time, but... Um, and for me, uh, I have a very low tolerance for that. And I'm not even saying I'm pretty annoying when I'm drunk. I know I am. Uh, and, and I catch myself when I'm doing it. Uh, but you know, when I'm tipsy or, or had quite a few to drink, I'm annoying. Uh, but I'm a really irritable person, especially if I'm the only sober one in the room. It is really easy to irritate me if I'm the only sober one in the room uh, and everybody else is just silly goofy. And my wife is the worst about it. Uh, my wife, and it's not even like silly goofy making jokes. It's like she can't walk um, after like one <laughs> wine cooler or something. Uh, and so I really, really, we talk about it. I say, um, I'm not going to let you get silly drunk. And, and, you know, again, I'm not controlling she doesn't want to get silly drunk. A lot of times she has to work a couple days afterwards. She doesn't want to hurt in the morning. Um, she'll say, I don't want to get silly drunk. I say, I'm not going to let you get silly drunk. Uh, and then there's a lot of pressure around that. You know, um, I don't know that I've ever really been called mean names about it. Uh, but I know that, uh, people have told me, you know, Oh, lay off of her. Stop. You know, let her drink. You're, you're so controlling stuff like that. Uh, when I'm trying to stop her, of like, Hey, look, no, you've had enough. And, and I'll get pretty firm, especially if we're at my house. I'm like, no, you're done. You're done. You've had plenty. You're having fun. Leave, leave the, the, the fridge, go have fun. You're done. Uh, and then I'll find her sneak. Like she'll go and she'll try to sneak one. And I'm like, no, DLN, stop, you know, you're done. And again, I'm not saying any of this hasn't happened to me. I'm just giving you my experience because, um, I'm the one that gets really socially pressured to just let her have a good time. And no, because we talked about it beforehand. So set your limits with alcohol. Um, and I know when you're inebriated, it's kind of hard to remember the limit that your your husband or your wife gave you. Some people can't do that, um, especially if it's like a wife to a husband. Um, it's, it's really hard for the wife to get the husband to stop. But... Um, you know, set, set it to where maybe we leave or involve somebody else in that and say, Hey, look, he said that he really didn't want to get stupid drunk. He wants to have six, uh, you know, Hey, Ethan, will you stop Haas after six? And you know, sometimes your buddies, they'll listen to their buddies, but they won't listen to you. Um, or go to them when he's hit his limit, go to Ethan and say, Hey, Ethan, he told me not to let him drink any more than this. He's not going to listen to me. Can you get him in the car? And I'm going to take him home. Um, that kind of thing. And I know it's not going to be perfect for everybody, but it's at least important that you discuss it beforehand and try to have a target. Um, that transition transitions us into our other one, uh, leaving. Uh, oh, last, last point I want to make here is that these social functions with alcohol, um, I will say is I don't, I don't care what, what function it is for you. If it's your birthday, um, I, I don't, I don't give a shit what, what the deal is for you. If you have your wife out in public at a social function, um, you are still responsible for her care. It is absolutely egregious. I hate it when I see dudes slobbery drunk at the bar, uh, and their wife has to walk them out, you know, in the dark to their car and he can't do anything. He can't defend her. He can't drive home. Um, he can't do anything like that. Uh, I really do think that you shouldn't be doing this stuff anyway. I, 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 but I know you're going to, I did occasionally we still drink. Um, I don't think you should really drink much at all, uh, outside of home. I really don't drink outside of home. I rarely drink at friend's house. I may go and grab a beer at a restaurant. I don't go get drunk at bars. I never have. Um, I've never been drunk at a bar. I don't think, um, I may have been drunk at Georgia street tap house, but Dylan was there and it's a restaurant. So, um, this is something that I have not done. I've never done. Uh, don't recommend that you do it, but I just want you to think about the fact that when you do this, um, you are still accountable for your wife's safety and, and her protection. Uh, and you're really, really letting your wife down. Um, if you go out to a function, there's not other strong men around. Maybe you've got another man that is, you know, maybe you've got two or three guys that are not going to get hammered. They've got to drive themselves home. Um, okay. I, I can see that, but if it's just you and your wife out at a bar, 
uh, and you get silly, it, you're really you're really failing her uh, in terms of, of being able to help protect and, and, and provide for her. Um, there are too many bad things that happen in bars and in public uh, for you to do that. So I do want to put that out there. Um, anyway, moving on from alcohol at the function, we're going to get into leaving. This is one that uh, Dylan and I really haven't had too big of a problem with. We've had it at her family. Um, I will say that with her family, uh, we've had we have had problems with this where I'm trying to go because we've got either something else to get to, or and if her parents listen to this, don't take this the wrong way. It's not that I don't enjoy being around y'all. I really do. I actually enjoy a lot of y'all's family functions when certain people aren't screaming at other certain people. Um, but, uh, a lot of times some of the houses that we go to for her family functions, they make me really allergic. I've got bad allergies to cats. Uh, and so sometimes like we're getting to the three hour mark and I'm like struggling to breathe and I'm like, we have got to go. Uh, and she's still wanting to talk about things or gather things. And, um, I always do my best to make sure that she can go over there alone if she wants to. Um, you know, if there's an opportunity to go outside and to get away from it, I do that. But there are times where we just have something else to go do. You know, when we're driving six hours down South for holidays, uh, you know, we've got a lot of stuff that we want to go do. Uh, and, and a lot of that ends up being with my family a lot of times, but, uh, Anyway, talk about leaving with your spouse and remember that if you agree to a certain hour mark and at that hour mark, they want to go, you need to go. Um, you know, if, if they're uncomfortable for some reason, uh, just, just talk about it and understand what the signs are for, Hey, I want to leave. Um, understand, you know, why they might want to leave. Uh, if they're just really, really uncomfortable, um, if they're really tired now, uh, I, I, again, don't, don't how do I put this? Don't abuse this. Don't abuse this because it can be abused. You know, I, I've seen people where they show up to the function, they open presents, and then they leave because one spouse, one spouse is a really big introvert or they don't want to be around. Um, and it can be abused. So don't abuse this. Don't let your spouse abuse this, uh, but really try to negotiate it. And, um, Really try to negotiate and talk about it beforehand and come up with a good solution. Uh, and, and don't be upset if your spouse wants to leave if you're still having fun. Uh, you are a team in this. And if they're not having fun, you're not having fun. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people will take their spouse home, put them to bed, come back. And that's fine. Um, I don't really see much of a problem with that. Uh, you know, other than being a team, if your spouse is okay with that, well, then go for it. I don't, I don't really care, but, oh man, we got to get the wife and the kid home. You know, wife's really tired, but if, if you haven't seen your buddies in five years and your wife's okay with you coming back and hanging out, well then have, have at it. Just discuss these things and talk about them. Uh, it, like I said, I see a lot of, of, of petty bullshit fights happen around that. Uh, and it's just kind of unfortunate because it's, it's definitely something that could be worked around. Uh, and if you, if you're not selfish about it, uh, it's definitely something that could, um, that, that doesn't need to be an issue. Let me put it that way. If, if both parties aren't selfish with it, uh, it's definitely something that needs to be an issue. And that's something that I, like I said, I have dealt with personally, um, you know, with, with some of her family stuff. Uh, Dylan really doesn't care. Dylan will sleep. She'll run off at two hours of sleep and go to work at 6am in the morning. Uh, she likes hanging around. She likes being around people. Uh, she'll party all night long if she can. She's a night owl. Uh, there's not been many circumstances where she's like, Hey, I want to leave. And then we got to go. Uh, the only, like I said, the only circumstances have been with me when we're at some of her family functions and a lot of it's my allergies or we've got somewhere else to be. Um, I don't know that, you know, sometimes in the mornings, but that's, that's a different thing on like a trip of when we're trying to leave my parents' house and I'm like dealing, we've got to get out of the house. Um, that's kind of a different subject, but y'all know what I'm talking about when you're trying to figure out when's the right time to go to bed. They're all going to party till 11, uh, but we got to be at, at work at six in the morning. Maybe we need to leave by about nine. Uh, talk that over with your spouse and, and have a plan. I think, uh, oh, so the last, the last, uh, oh yeah, stick to the plan. Make sure that you understand the plan. Make sure you stick to the plan. If you get in the vehicle and you know, you're like, oh, we got to leave at nine 30 and get in the vehicle. And you're like, man, we, we both really kind of, we're having fun and we really don't have much to do in the morning. Uh, do you want to stay? Yeah. Do you want to stay? 
yeah, let's go. And, and you go back there. Stick to the plan, um, at least until like you get to the car. And especially with the alcohol, stick to the alcohol plan. Um, I know it It sometimes really upsets me when I tell Dylan I don't want to get stupid drunk. And um, and I know I'm a pain in the ass. And I know that I, you know she probably did try to stop me a couple times. And I just kind of bulldoze her. Uh, but there are some times where she just doesn't really stop me and I'm, and you know, my sober me inside of me, like the reasonable part of me is like, bro, you really need to stop drinking. And then you just grab another drink. And then you're like, why is my wife not stopping me? Um, and then I'll wake up the next morning. I'm like, why did you not stop me? Why did you let me drink that much? Um, because she didn't stick to the plan. Uh, and again, it's, it, it, that sounds like a a BS excuse offloading that onto her. I shouldn't be drinking. I shouldn't be doing that that much anyway. Uh, and it is, I mean, I should take ownership and I always do after the fact I've always taken ownership of that, but I'm also like looking at her and I'm like, you didn't follow the plan. (laughs) You didn't stop me. Um, so uh, be careful. Don't blame your drinking problem on your wife. That's, that's not a good way to go. And that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, but like I said, um, and there's been times to where I didn't follow the plan. I let people, you know, peer pressure me into letting her have too much to drink. And then she had to go to work at six in the morning and she was just worthless for the whole week after that, uh, because she got, she was so hungover that, you know, she went to work at six in the morning. Well, then she had to sleep all afternoon. Well, then she didn't get any sleep that night. And then the next day she's tired and she was worthless until we got to a Saturday and she could actually sleep. Uh, and it sucks. You know, it, it sucked for her. Um, and it was because I let people peer pressure me into letting her have too much. And that's not a good thing to do. Uh, so, so stick to the plan when you make the plan. Uh, reading the room. So this is another thing that um, I want to talk about is, um, a lot of times, you know, your spouse will be doing their thing or, um, they may say something right. They may say something wrong. Uh, understand that, you know, you're going to be hypercritical of your spouse. Maybe you've heard their jokes, uh, a thousand times. Maybe you don't think it's, it's funny. Uh, maybe you do think it's funny. You know, me, I'm a more irritable person than a lot of people. And so sometimes DLN's, you know, the things that DLN say, even if I wasn't her husband, they would just irritate me more than they would other people. Uh, but generally, I think generally a rule is that if you think something's kind of awkward or uh, if you think something could be said better or if you think that they're being a little bit obnoxious, uh, people in the room, again, they're not in the trenches. They're not emotionally connected. They're probably going to feel that a lot worse than what you are. And I think this is kind of a general rule. Remember, I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants uh, and it, it may be kind of wrong. But at the very least, if you think it's any any awkward, they probably do, too. Um, so, so try to read the room a little bit and try to help your spouse out a little bit. Don't like blatantly cut them off and get into a fight with one another. That's another thing is don't fight at parties. Bad idea. Uh, don't, don't fight at parties. Don't argue at parties. It's okay to do like a little bit of a quip here and there. Um, but if if you're starting to get a bad attitude, uh, don't, don't leave either. Just try to be positive and talk it out later. Do your best to be positive. Do your best to love on them. Do your best to give them grace at the party, uh, and then talk about it later. But um, dang, this is a this is a much larger topic than what I originally thought it was, uh, which always happens to me. We're gonna have to actually have somebody else on to to talk about a lot of this. Um, but last thing I want to talk about is is reading the room uh, and taking notes of like, oh, that was awkward, what she said right there, uh, or oh, she's being a little bit obnoxious here. Um, maybe you know, if I feel that, they probably feel it three times as bad, and maybe I just caught on to her being a little bit obnoxious. Uh, so kind of take note and, and read the room and help your wife out a little bit. If she's being a little bit obnoxious, maybe laugh at her a little bit. Uh, not meanfully, but again, there's a million scenarios. I'm not telling you like your wife brings up something that she's concerned about and then you laugh at her because that's just going to start a fight. But do what you can to make the room a little bit lighter. Change the subject a little bit. Uh, you know, maybe you go and uh, maybe your wife's being obnoxious and and she's got the center of attention in the room. Maybe you uh, maybe you run to the fridge and you pull out a beer and you're like, who drinks this shit? You know, like. Um, do something silly and, and over the top that kind of turns the attention away, Wh- whatever the scenario is. I mean, we could go to a million uh, if, ands, and buts, what ifs, uh, but just try to help her out a little bit. Um, and that goes for you as well. Uh, take a hint when she's trying to help you out. You know, if you say something, um, if you say something uh, about how 
silly your son is or something like that and she kind of taps on your leg and she's like yeah but it's okay we'll take the hint that you're being an asshole and that she she hears that um so read the room a little bit and try to help your spouse out uh and try to take a hint uh when your spouse is reading the room and trying to help you out and then again i know i'm kind of breezing over these things really quick but i'm gonna have somebody else to talk on this hopefully uh because i just realized how big of a topic it is um, but the last thing is don't be afraid to offer feedback and definitely take feedback from your spouse. Now, I know a lot of people can be abusive with this. Yes, I get it. I'm talking about healthy relationships, uh, but offer some feedback to your spouse uh, and say, hey, look, that thing that you said there, that really put me in a bad spot. Uh, D. Ellen does this to me constantly. And a lot of times it's funny. And a lot of times I don't say anything. Uh, but her and I are really, I'm not going to get into it and explain it because it's so hard to explain, especially alone because people just don't understand. But DL, a lot of times Dylan and I can be considered mean to each other. Uh, but particularly it's mean to her. We interact like we're best friends. Uh, and you know, I treat her differently than I treat my bro friends, obviously, but there are some aspects of that, that, that are the same. For example, I give her a lot of grief. Um, I, I give her hell, you know, I'm, I'm a smart ass to her sometimes. Uh, I, I can be a real smart aleck to her. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll make jokes. Um, you know, I'll talk about her big old forehead that she's got or something like that. The five head that she's got. Um, and even saying it on a podcast, people are like, oh, I can't believe you said that. I, it's just how we interact. Okay. We give each other crap. She's got these ginormous feet. I'll give, she wears like size 11 or 12 in, in a women's. They're just huge. Uh, she's a tall girl though, but, um, I get, I give her crap. You know, we call each other names. Our pet names are not always of the most, uh, of the most PG kind of pet names for one another. Uh, and it, 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 it's just funny. And a lot of times I'll be doing that, um, be kind of, I don't know if crass is the right word, but, uh, just say things to her that most couples don't say, cause either they're scared of their wives or they just don't have that relationship. Um, they put their wives on pedestals, which I should probably be doing more of. Uh, but they're just not, they don't interact like Dylan and I do. And so I'll, I'll do that. Uh, you know, at, at the function, at the party. And then D. Ellen, uh, because I don't know if she's just so introverted or if she's afraid that she's going to say something, she's not going to say her comeback right or because she has a problem with that. She, when she tries to articulate comebacks, sometimes everybody's like, what? Like, what did you just say? Um, so <laughs> sometimes she can't make a comeback sound the right way, kind of like I can. Um, She's, she's not quite as, as witty with the comebacks as I am. She actually has a lot of really good comebacks and sometimes I'll send her an Instagram something or other. Uh, and she'll say something that just really makes me laugh and it's very funny. So this isn't to say that she's not funny. This isn't to disparage my wife. Uh, she's just not the class clown like I am. And so a lot of times she'll refrain from coming back or she'll do this on purpose. Well, she'll act, she'll act hurt. Um, she'll like act like, or not really act hurt, but she'll just be like, Oh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> like, it, like some kind of abused wife. Uh, what was the, um, oh, it was the other day uh, I had a buddy. It was actually a guy that was on the podcast and he's just the nicest dude in the world. And he's the nicest dude in the world to his wife when they're, uh, when they're in public, they're just really, really nice people. And it, it, it's great. It works for them. He absolutely puts his wife on a pedestal. She's a princess, uh, doesn't give her any grief when they're in social interactions. And it's great. Okay. Really. It's a good model. Um, we're not like that. Um, I give my wife hell. Uh, anyway, he was walking out of the house. He was trying to get out of the house and I had my leg up on the couch and I was stretching. I was doing, I was trying to like stretch my hamstring. Uh, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stretching. Is that okay with you? You know, like just a real like quick aggressive reply. Like, is that okay with you? You know, like, it's, it's a thing. I get it. I know it's not funny on the podcast, but, um, you hear people do it like, is that okay with you? Like, are you fine with that? Um, like giving her attitude. Uh, and then she goes, yeah, I guess <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I mean, she goes, yeah, I, I guess. Um, and just absolutely made me look like the worst person in the world. She does this to me all the the time and that one she did on purpose um she's had people just because she doesn't interact like that and a lot of it's been my responsibility to like tone it back because i know how people are going to take it uh but she's had people ask her like i'll we'll say something and we'll, we'll interact and and again i'm a little bit more open in front of people because i don't much care she's just not she's just not open uh in front of a lot of people um especially new people 
And so there was one time where we had new friends over where they got in the car to go to go get drinks. And the girl asked, she was like, so is he is he like mean to you? <laughs> and I guess Helen, I don't know. And again, because she's socially awkward sometimes, she was probably like, no, <laughs> you know, like, no, he's not, he's not mean to me. Um, he's the right amount of mean. Like she's probably did not handle it well instead of just laughing. Um, so just, just stuff like that, that she does to me all the time. And again, I need to, I need to tone it back and I have toned it back quite a bit. Uh, but regardless, this is something that I've had to bring up with her where I'm like, you need to at least laugh or something because people, I mean, there are legitimately people that have spent one evening with me, um, and my wife and because of whatever happened, uh, they don't like me because of the way that I treat my wife or something like that. And yes, that could be a sign. I could work on it a little bit better, but I promise I really do ask DLN all the time. Like, Hey, are we cool? And sometimes I do go a little bit too far. Sometimes uh, I'll get in my joking with my buddies mode and then, you know, everybody's in the line of sight and DLN will come up and say something and I'll fire off a joke that, that really isn't, isn't right. And I'll have to apologize for that. Um, but yeah, uh, there, there are people that don't like me because they think that I'm just like super mean and abusive to my wife. Uh, and it's just, it's just really funny. And a lot of that is because she just lets the, instead of quipping back, she just lets things die on purpose. So we've had to talk about that. That's been some feedback that I've given her, uh, a, a really, really big one was at like Christmas and God knows that she, she has a problem not giving me feedback. She'll, she'll, she, again, I love her to death and she loves me so much that she just, she likes watching me do my thing. And a lot of times she doesn't see any wrong in what I've done. And so she won't push back and she won't give me feedback in some of the social, social situations where I probably could have used that. Hey, you're being an asshole. Um, and she does that now. Now she'll, sometimes she'll push back on me and I've got to go, Oh, if she's saying something, it, it's gotta be pretty serious. Um, it's, it's gotta be pretty serious. Uh, so Anyway, we've given each other feedback, but one of the big ones was at Christmas. Um, and again, if you're my wife's family, don't take this the wrong way. Uh, Jesus, please, please give me a little bit of grace here. Uh, but her wife's family, they open, they open the gifts all at once. Uh, they go and they um, tear into the gifts and they open them all at once at Christmas. And nobody's really saying a whole lot of thank yous. They do say thank you. I'm not saying that you're ungrateful. I'm not saying that their family's ungrateful. Uh, but it's not the whole you open it and oh, it's an avocado. Thanks. Like they don't they don't do that. Um, my family does. And if you want to talk about a socially awkward person, uh, put them in front of a group of people that are overly nice to them, that you know love them in a different way. She's been loved by her family. Yes, please don't take it the wrong way, but love them differently. Love them in a way that she hasn't been loved before. Uh, taking into this family that, that gets together a little bit more, that, uh, expresses their love in a different way. Um, she's already socially awkward. She also has to perform, you know, my, she has to, when I say perform, um, my family just wasn't huge fans of the whole situation. She was older than me. Uh, she was going to be out of high school first. Uh, she had a lot of pressure on her to to live up to their standards and their expectations for their oldest boy. Uh, and so she's already trying to mind her P's and Q's. At that time, I was younger. Um, I had more didn't have the tact that I do now. Wasn't un of the understanding that she needs to just do her own thing uh, sometimes. So she had a lot of pressure on her. Uh, well, at her um, family things, it wasn't drilled into her head that immediately you open the gift, you don't even look at it, and you're like, thank you, you know, like smile at the camera and say thank you. Uh, that was drilled into our heads because you should be thankful for what you get no matter what it is. Uh, and that should be priority number one is thanking whoever bought it for you because they're probably in the room. Um, she didn't get that. She didn't understand that. And so she's already got all the eyes on her, which is the last place that she wants to be. She's opening this $200 gift that, um, she's never really gotten anything like that for Christmas. And she's got four of them laying at her feet, um, from grandparents, you know, my grandparents who, um, love her dearly be just because she's sitting next to me. Um, just because she's anywhere close to me, not let alone my girlfriend. Uh, they love her dearly. 
Uh, and so they've bought her all these gifts and they've showered her with love and that's the way it needs to be. Uh, but she's already really, really shy, really, really nervous. And so a lot of times she'll forget to say thank you. And it's just really, really painful, <laughs> especially for me, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, say thank you, say thank you, say thank you. And I can hear my parents are like, isn't it nice? And my parents have never really pressured her and they've, they've never been too bad about it. They've always really understand. But, you know, you hear the family, they're like, isn't it nice? Don't you like it? Um, don't you really like your gift? And it's because we're all sitting there waiting on her to say thank you. Um, and so that was some feedback that I had to give her. I was like, look. Uh, just to break the nervousness, say thank you immediately, you know, and, and be genuine about it, like genuinely be thankful. And the problem was that she was so thankful uh, that she was so nervous that she was going to mess up that she just couldn't say hardly anything. And she would open something that I knew she wanted forever. She would open something that um, was just the absolute right gift for her. And she would go, oh, nice, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's an avocado, you know, like it was just so it looked from the outside that she was not happy with it. But in reality, she was really, really trying not to to break into tears um, and just couldn't say thank you. Uh, and so I had to offer a little bit of feedback and work with her on that. And now she's she's really trying. She's doing a lot better. Um, a lot of guys wouldn't have offered feedback. I've seen it's it's a struggle right now with some couples that we've got one in particular where um i don't know if they're seeing the issue i don't know if he's seeing the issue um i don't know what the deal is but some feedback needs to be given and it's not just for me it's not just hey man i can't stand this or hey girl i can't stand this from your husband or whatever it is um it's it's not just me it's everybody in the friend group knows this everybody in the friend group realizes it surely he knows um, that it's like this and either he's not giving feedback or she's not taking it something is it something is wrong because it gets worse and again it's not just me it's everybody in the friend group where we're all like bro you gotta you gotta chill you know you gotta you gotta stop um, and it's just sad because it's like we would love to have everybody included we would love to not dread when somebody's going to be showing up but it's like you gotta you gotta help your significant other out you've got to help your husband and your wife um figure that out because you're the you're the only one that can truly give them honest feedback again i know it's hard i know your wife may not be receptive to the feedback but you need to learn how to give feedback you need to be open to feedback and learn how to take feedback um it, it's really your duty to make sure that um they're not embarrassing themselves uh in parties i i, I really think that it's uh it's important and again dlan and i i think we've done this relatively well um, I think that for a young couple uh, with somebody that is, is as obnoxious as I am for uh, two people that are that are so completely different, um, I think we're pretty pleasant to have at, at social functions. I think that our house is a pretty pleasant place to be. Um, we've gone to social functions to where we were absolutely pissed off with one another beforehand. We've had people over, uh, you know, when we were literally arguing one of our you know worst argue, not one of our worst arguments but some of our bigger arguments have been five minutes before people have walked in the door uh and we've tried to handle ourselves really well and it's because we have approached this um approach social functions with this mentality of hey we're a team we're going to talk it out we're going to get through it so guys i think that's all i've got for you i think i've talked this to death i mean i've spent an hour on it alone uh, i think that there's a lot more in here that we can talk about um maybe a little bit more tactical uh, guidelines and and um, guides that we can give you left in that but uh, i think that's all i've got guys i'm gonna go cook a dinner uh, i'm gonna go get my ass to bed because i'm tired so i'll holler at y'all later tune in on saturday or sunday uh, i've got a really cool episode with some uh some knife designers it's a really cool knife that i absolutely love so uh go and check that out uh and then tune into one flesh next week i hope to have a guest for you i really do so thanks guys appreciate it